Welcome to the Relationship for Win Win podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Kevin. And we've been married for 25 amazing years. Well, they haven't all been amazing, to be honest, babe. That's true. And we have four awesome kids. We do. And we love them so much. And babe, I love you. And we're just trying to share some things that we've learned about life. Uh, We're not experts by any stretch of the imagination. We're not counselors. We're not professionals. But we have lived life a little bit. And we hope to share some things with you that are beneficial. So thanks for listening. Today, we think we've got another great subject to cover, and it's it's going to be a concept we like to call the school zone Autobahn. It's a favorite of ours, for sure. <laughs> it is. We, we will go back and, you know, you'll learn if you listen to us over the course of time. We can just, because we've talked about these things at nauseum for so long, and they've been such a part of our relationship at, like, at the core and probably issues, that we can just dub something like we can say, babe, we're not hitting the tennis ball over the net or <laughs> school zone Audubon or, you know, you're not content communicating like any of those things. And we just get what we're talking about. Um, so today it's going to be school zone Audubon. And we'll kind of uh, basically what's going to be talking about is how we're going to be working together more with intention mm-hmm. and and why that's important. Yeah. And our uh, this was one of our marriage counselors years ago. His name was Curtis Hooker, which is an interesting name. But he taught us about the school zone Audubon. I don't know if he made it up or whatever, but it really clicked with us because it was exactly how Kevin and I were feeling in our relationship. And there was the huge frustration gap in between. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Those two places. Yeah. And, and, you know, Curtis was, we found him just, you know, as a side note, we went to a couple other counselors. Do you remember this? Oh my gosh. We like literally, I think maybe walked out in mid-session because we did one. Yeah. It was terrible. I'm like, if you're a marriage counselor, like, I don't know how. Yeah. We don't, (laughs) we don't want to be a part of this. Like it was terrible. So we're like, um, we think we're done here. It's like, well, you have a half hour left. Well, we're, we're done. And we just (laughs) left because it was just so bad. Like the advice we're giving and where he was going with this and how he was painting us in roles. I was like, oh, this was terrible. But we found Curtis, he was fantastic and really helped us break through stuff. And we would just say, as a plug for counselors, not just Curtis, I don't even know what Curtis is doing. I don't know if he lives here anymore. But we would just say for counselors, it is so critical to find a good one that you gel with because we just kind of fall in love with one another, it seems like. And there's an art and science to relationships, wouldn't you say, babe? Yeah, definitely. And I think it's just nice to have a person that – because I think people, they go to their parents. You should definitely view your parents out of your marriage, yeah. in my opinion, or your siblings because then it gets a really muddy because we all have different feelings and emotions about each other. So it's just a non-biased person that you go to and talk, and you could go to by yourself or – as a couple, but the things that you can learn, and it's not like you have to, just because you go to therapy doesn't mean your marriage is terrible. You might just need to tweak it a little bit or kind of, we all have the issues that it's an issue, our whole marriage. And honestly, it is possible to get rid of those issues. Some issues are going to be an issue all the time, but it is possible to come to a happy spot with that issue and you can move on from it. You think about a car, right? You buy a nice expensive car and imagine you just neglect all the maintenance on it and wait for it to like break down and like it's the engine smoking like oh i think we better take it to a mechanic versus you can find a counselor and just say look i've got a good running car let me just kind of keep going and and work on this as a maintenance plan right or we've said you know you just fall in love as a couple you have no training you know you just fall in love and just hey good luck and we're congratulate everybody at the wedding and it's like 
Wow. Yeah, um, and you're bringing two different backgrounds, and right. so there's there's a lot. I mean, companies hire people to like figure out how to blend companies and brands and all this stuff, but like we just get married and good luck, and you hope it works. So, um, so so this concept was one as you said we had had in our marriage, and, and Curtis helped us flush this out. We call it the Audubon School Zone. And this is basically what it is. I want you to kind of close your eyes. If you're driving, don't close your eyes. But um, if you can, just kind of envision two hands side by side, your left hand and right hand side by side. And imagine you take your left hand and move it like all the way up towards the top and you have your right hand come back below you. You're going to see these things are kind of diametrically opposed one another. And that was kind of us in our relationship. And let me explain. I was probably the the hand. I know you're <laughs> laughing because it's true. Here I am. I want to live in the Autobahn. I want to live in the fast zone. I want to live life to the fullest. And I've got these grandiose expectations of myself and of my spouse and of our kids and, you know, all this. And and what would happen is that I, I would perceive that Jennifer just got along really well in, in a slower speed. Yeah. Of life. And the and the harder Kevin pushed down on the accelerator to go faster in life, I put on the brakes and went slower. So it was a constant issue. And constant tug of war. So imagine yes. those that left hand that's up and the right hand that's back. And imagine all of a sudden that if I get more frustrated, my tendency is like, let's put that accelerator down to the floor and I'm going to make up for all of your weaknesses. So I'm going to go even farther ahead. Mm-hmm. And then you would have some resentment and like, well, forget you. Like you're you're killing me over there with all your expectations, whatever. So you would slow down. So as these two hands pull apart, that just becomes what we call the frustration gap, right? Where all of my expectations were, and anything that was falling underneath that would be a frustration. So if there's right. if there's bigger gap between what I expect and where things come in at, more frustration. And none of this was communicated. It was just expected. You should know that I need this, 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 and this. So yeah, that's we should, the we other should, issue. We should all operate at 200 miles an hour. You mean hour you can't life. read my mind of what I want? Right, right. <laughs> so with, with the schools on Audubon concept is to say, and, and it's so applicable. We'll give you a couple different examples here in just a second of, of how this works in relationships and some things that we did terribly on. And, and here's the thing. We just did it. And we didn't even know until we kind of paused and looked at each other and said, what's going on here? And like, why, what's the frustration of all of this? And Yeah. And why would I pull back and stop Yeah, and Kevin would just get faster? And I, anyways, it was just very frustrating. Yeah, it can be super around. frustrating. So let, let's give a couple examples now about living life maybe in the Autobahn versus the school zone. That That's one that's probably pretty easy to comprehend in a relationship. And that deals with maybe like spending money or saving money. Yeah. And that we know can be a whole other issue in a marriage. And we're not going to, maybe another podcast, we'll talk about that. But there's always usually the couple that likes to spend a lot and then one that likes to save a lot. Yeah, it's pretty common, right? One person says, I'm a saver. I came from a family that we saved every penny. And it's so noble to be frugal and not, you know, reuse things. And, you know, it's almost like a value system. And then the other person is like, oh, let's just enjoy life and is free loving and wants to buy whatever We'll eventually think about retirement when we're like 90. Yeah, what what are credit cards for? They're for to buy stuff. Yeah, what do you you mean we don't have money? Look at all these checks we've got, you know? It's like, of course we've got money. That's if you write checks. Like, who writes checks? anymore. I'm, I'm dating myself. But but you could see that there's couples that can pull apart in that 
And and so again, imagine you have one partner in the relationship that just wants to spend, and you've got somebody else that says, I think we should save everything. Well, as you pull apart, that's a frustration for both parts. And and probably the person that wants to save more is going to irritate the one that wants to spend more. So that person's just going to put the accelerator down and say, forget you. I, and I don't care if you want to save that. I'm going to go spend even more. So the Audubon accelerates and the person's watching that person spend more money. They're like, oh my gosh, I've got to put more in savings because this guy's going to you know, spend us in the poorhouse or she's going to spend us in the poorhouse. So you pull apart. And what we found is through communicating, we actually function better when we ease off the accelerator on the Audubon and someone in the school zone picks up the accelerator a little bit. So now we can function if you take your hands and kind of bring the left hand down a little bit and bring the right hand forward a little bit. So we're functioning a little bit more together. Now the frustration gap is so much less. Yeah. And you're communicating. You're not pulling apart. You're working together. You're finding a way to work together. And you're not changing the other person to not want to spend money or not want to save money. But you're just coming to a more median spot. And both of your needs are getting met more easily and more enjoyably. Yeah. So. so we'll give you a couple other examples that are kind of funny to us. Hopefully we find humor in this. And then also, these are real life situations, right, that happen. Yeah. So babe, talk about a typical Saturday in the school zone Audubon, what that looks like. Yeah. So for Kevin, Kevin always has at least 19 things on his to-do list on Saturday. And um, he felt like it was his only day to get things done, and it included things to do just for him in the yard, the house. He's not a fix-it guy, so it wasn't like he was fixing things, but, you know, just projects. Who knows what it, it could be a myriad of different things. And then there was me. I'm like, oh, Saturday, it's your day off. Let's go on a picnic, or you watch the kids, and I'll go shopping, or... I'll go take, you know, do some things that I wanted to do. I'm like, a date? Who, want, who wants to have time for a date? Do you see these 19 <laughs> things on the list? Like, we've got we've got leaves to rake, and I've got to, like, yes. get to the st- – got to get some Costco, and Home Depot needs me for some reason, and it's like all that, yeah. Yeah, so it just – it was really frustrating because he wanted to get his 19 things done. I wanted something else, and so there was that frustration, and – It was a big issue in our marriage, I think. And I was the one that I would just stay quiet. I wouldn't speak up. I wouldn't hold my ground because I didn't have the confidence, right? Or I just didn't want to deal with the fight. I I wanted to just have everything, everyone happy and go lucky and I'll just, whatever, I'll do my own thing, which wasn't good. No, because your needs weren't being met. And what would happen on my side is I had 19 things to accomplish on that Saturday. And if I only got like six of them done, I was like, what a wasted day. Like, I am a waste of a human being. And like, how in the world am I expected to go on a date with you now? Because I got 13 things undone on this list. And we literally used to go on dates. We would not make it like even halfway down the hill without starting a major fight. And I'm the silent person. (laughs) I get silent and quiet, which drives Kevin Yeah, crazy. you wouldn't say anything, and it was and terrible. And then that makes him more mad. And that's a whole, probably a whole I, I other you, podcast. I got to tell you this one, because this is how the frustration <laughs> resentment can build up, is that I remember one time I had one of those days of 19 things to do on the list, and I think you know where I'm going with this. I, I don't know, maybe, because we had a lot of them. 
but we were going to the temple because this uh, was going to be our date night. And for those yeah. of you that are, are not of our faith, it would be like going to a religious ceremony in the evening um, together that we would we'd go to something that was supposed to be very, very important and it could be a great religious experience. So we get to this area and I am so frustrated with my day and whatever Jennifer wanted to do, I was frustrated being there. So we get into an argument in the parking lot of this religious holy ground that we, we deem, and we get so mad, I peel out, I, I put it in reverse. He dropped me off. I, I'm pretty sure I, I did, got I got you out. You didn't get dropped off, but I remember. I feel like I got dropped off. We sped out uh. of the temple park, tires squealing well, I was around in tears. the corner. It was terrible. I was for sure in tears. So what we're trying to do is to help you see if you can function more together and with intention you can avoid peeling out of your religious spot and and not have to do this but but that would be a saturday yeah is is working diametrically opposed to one another and we're going to talk about a couple solutions we we have found to to bridge this gap together do we talk about sunday yeah let's talk about sunday so with us here's a sunday right schools on audubon i i would have a lot of different responsibilities with our church that maybe started very early in the morning and that would run all day long, and I might come home at like five o'clock in the afternoon after starting early in the morning, and and I would come back home, um, after all you know four thousand different meetings and all these different obligations to do, and I'd come home, and I would find Jennifer taking a nap of all things, taking a nap in the bed. I mean, how dare Who you? Who takes a nap on oh, Sunday? I mean, just it's terrible, sloths. just <laughs> terrible, right? Uh, but that's what I thought in my head, and I thought, how could you do this? So guess what I would do. I would accelerate past you and say, oh my gosh, we have nothing planned for dinner. Like our kids are starving to death downstairs. I mean, that's what I thought. They weren't really. They were all assumptions because I could have totally had dinner planned. Who knows? So I, right. Lack you didn't of ask me because I was sleeping. Right. So we, you look at all that to say what you would typically do in the Audubon is that I would go try to make up for quote unquote what I perceived was your weaknesses. And let me just accelerate past this. Where that doesn't make you want to go join the party, right? It, it makes you want to pull away from me and repel yeah. me. Yes. And so, again, these are things that probably happen or probably very common in relationships is to say pulling apart from one another, not working together. So we would say one of the keys is if you are a, a high, you know, fast-paced liver with high expectations um, and wanting a bunch out of life – to ease off the accelerator a little bit is probably good for you and probably good for your relationship. And then what would you yeah, say? Yeah, and definitely. And me, um, living in the school zone, it's not like I, I'm just a more chill person, but I also find the value in putting more gas on the pedal and coming to meet you. It makes life so much more enjoyable, so much more rewarding. I feel like we're working together as a team as opposed to working on different teams and working yeah. apart. So I think we finally, after 25 years, have started to figure this out. And it, it just takes practice. Yeah, it does. It takes some practice. Until, and you know, a lot of communication. A lot of communication. Like, babe, I'm feeling you need to step it up a little bit on this. Can you accelerate a little bit with me? And you might say, Kevin, like, you're killing me on we're remodeling the house and you're doing this and you're changing jobs and we've got this going on. You want your mom to come visit us and... Yeah. All of this, I'm like, we, something has to give. Like, something has to give. We can't do all that. And right, get off the accelerator yeah. a little bit. And then you start to prioritize. And again, that is intentionally working together and communicating with one another, lessens the frustration. You bring that gap closer together. If it was a Sunday, 
And if if I was to come home and find you laying in bed, mm-hmm. um, now I think that I'm comfortable enough in a position to say, you know what, let me do this. Let me get off the accelerator a little bit. Let me jump into the bed with you. I can go set my alarm for like, I'm just taking a 30 minute nap. You might've been in bed for four hours for all I know, but like, I was I'm, never in bed I for know, four I'm hours. just kidding, babe. Like I know, but like, just, just to, you know, you know, exacerbate right. this right. point. Right, I get it. And, and just say, look, I'm going to take a half hour nap, but I can be next to you. I can get off the accelerator a little bit. I'm with you. You feel, oh, we're together and this is a great snuggle. But I'm like, yeah, but I got 30 minutes and we're together and then we can go do something else. And so just to kind of figure that out together and, and massage that to figure out if you are in one of those relationships where you've got overachiever and somebody else that still wants to accomplish goals, how do you work together? What would yeah. you add to that, babe? And I think um, all those points are super important. And don't beat yourself up if you're one way or another. Just look at yourself and say, is this the person really who I want to be? And are there some things that I could change about myself or improve about myself? Um, and if you're doing it for the common goal to have a better marriage, I think it becomes a win-win. Like you're both are going to be happier. And when Kevin he doesn't ever put 19 things down on his list anymore. But if he ever puts more than I think, like, reality, you're not going to get those done, we might have a discussion about it and say, you know what, babe, I, let's let's try to get these five things. Maybe I'll help you do a few of those. We'll work together. We could maybe hire someone to help us or yeah, how do we just find other, yeah, find other ways so we can still get everything we want accomplished. But we might have to have outsource or Schedule work things together. over multiple days. And what's, what's weird is that you've helped me to kind of get off the accelerator a little bit and look at a day like that and, and where I went from like having 19 things on the list, only accomplishing six and I feel like a failure. Instead, you're helping me kind of get off the accelerator a little bit and you can say, look, realistically, you've got four things you can get done today. And I accomplished four, but I feel like the man. I'm like, man, I did all of the things that I needed to do today and I scheduled out the other stuff or outsourced them. So mm. – you're really good at helping me come off the accelerator. Maybe I'm good at helping you kick it up a little bit. Is that fair? Oh, to say? definitely. Definitely you are. So, and, and not judging. Like, I think um, sometimes we get caught up in pointing fingers at each other, but instead of pointing fingers to your spouse, point a finger at you and say, okay, what am I doing to contribute to this? How can I do better? What could I change? And so I think anytime that you can do that, Someone that's more like me, that's more chill, I can go a little faster. And someone that's more like Kevin can maybe go a little slower. Dial it down a little bit. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, hopefully that's going to help with resentment and some frustration in your relationship and just kind of calm things down, help you kind of pull together instead of apart. Yeah. And the thing I love, uh, we can just say school zone Audubon and we just have to say those two words and we both know what that means. And we say, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You take a deep breath and say, yeah, Yeah. you're right. Got it. And then you just kind of reprioritize and you start to go through things and what's expected. But again, this takes years of communicating and practicing, but you have to just kind of jump in and start someplace. So Hopefully that's been helpful, friends, and uh, you'll put that into place where it's appropriate and teach it to your kids and teach it to people you love. Yeah, and thanks for listening. Have a great day. Friends, one of the greatest compliments that you can pay us is to introduce your friends and family to our podcast and so that we can all grow and learn together. So thanks so much for listening today to the Relationship 411 podcast. Please like and share. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Remember, we promise to give you the 411 about relationships. So you don't have to call 911 for yours. 